Trying to make sense of just where it all went wrong And how long the seeds of doubt were growing Still can't believe it happened right before my eyes Was I wrong for not knowing Did I push too hard trying to sanctify our love Will you crawl to the bottom of the ridge What are you made of May the candles burn Every poison you spit out From now on The seeds of doubt Hey gang, it's John. Thank you for listening to this very special episode of Promo Mode. We wanted to bring back former guest Robert LaRoche. You guys may remember Robert. He was on the show about two years ago. Uh, he was the former frontman of the excellent 90s pop power pop band The Sides. Now for the last couple of decades, honestly, he has been playing guitar in the band of a female singer-songwriter named Patricia Vaughn. In fact, they used to be married. Well, that's come to an end, but he is releasing an incredible EP called A Thousand Shades, and it is actually my favorite piece of music I've heard this year. I absolutely love it. This is the kickoff song right here, the first track, Seeds of Doubt. It's a beautiful, beautiful piece of work, and I really wanted to take a minute to talk to him about it. Uh, it turns out there was a kind of a rough breakup that inspired a lot of these songs. Uh, he talks about what into what went into creating them, the people involved, the producers involved, uh, you know, what it means to put out music in this day and age. I really, really, really hope that everyone will give these give this album a chance. I recognize that music is just this ever-gushing waterfall of noise out there, and it's hard for things to rise to the top. But I really hope you will give A Thousand Shades a chance on streaming or buy it for heaven's sakes whatever it is it's six songs we feature all of them in here and it's excellent okay enjoy first and foremost i have to thank you because you've made my favorite album of 2019 so far and wow. um, yeah and i look i <laughs> i'm always afraid that when i that i pride myself on being as authentic and sincere as i as i possibly know how to be and I'm always afraid that when I say things like that, that people will think, well, John's just saying that because the guy's on his show, and so he's got to say that. That is not the motivation <laughs> here. I, from the very first moment of the first song, I was hooked, and I have listened to A Thousand Shades tons of times, just in the Great. small amount of time since you've given to me, and it is absolutely my favorite piece of work of this year, hands down. I well, love that it. that makes me... Makes, makes me smile. That's good to hear that. You know, I like sure. that. You know, being appreciated and, uh, you know, some people have uh, certain genres they like. And yeah. if, you, if you like, you know, sort of sort of pop, power pop oriented yeah. music. And, of course, this record also has a, a lot of acoustic bass right. stuff, too. 
Right. But uh, but it's still my singing voice, and yes. that's never going to sound, you know, like John Lee Hooker. As much as I love John <laughs> Lee Hooker, you know, it's always going to have a pop edge. It's just the way I sing. I can't change that, you know. Well, that's uh, that's what I love most about you. And it's interesting. From the moment I clicked play on the first track, which is Seeds of Doubt, it starts right. in sounding very country. There's sort of a slide guitar in there, maybe some mandolin. There's, there's and, a, yeah, that, that slide guitar you're hearing, John, is um, a pedal steel. Ah, oh, that's it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and I hear that and I'm thinking, oh, Robert's gone a little country. This is different for the uh -huh. from the size and the power pop of the 90s and all that kind of stuff. It is. Yes, it is. But I will say that the the spirit of that kind of songwriting is very obvious throughout all six tracks. And each saw so each song seems to sort of I don't know, some of them they're they're it's like you try different genres, different styles. I mean, only that first song, Seeds of Doubt, which is probably my favorite song in the album, uh, has has an overtly sort of country feel to it. Others are right. very size like or power pop like you know yes they are you know you never i mean i, I of course as, as a songwriter when a song comes i grab it mm -hmm. and i never really know uh when that's going to happen first off and and number two um i never question it you know it's what i'm hearing in my head mm -hmm. and uh, generally speaking i hear the music first and then the story comes so there's not really any sort of premeditation that goes into it it just mm. the song appears you know there's a lot of heartbreak songs on this mm -hmm. one this is kind of like a breakup record mm. um and really? uh, and that yeah really it is yeah okay. it is. i was in a long distance relationship uh with a with a gal in uh hamburg germany no way and yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, I've been divorced. I've been divorced for a long time. And yeah. I'm not exactly a, a player. I'm not. Out, I don't go uh -huh. out. I'm quite happy to be at home with the guitars around and sure. watching baseball. But this was just somebody I met while I was on tour, huh. and uh, on my own tour, on my own. Uh, really. Robert LaRoche acoustic trio tour was totally spontaneous, and we tried to make it work from across the ocean. Yeah did a reasonably good job and and then anyway i i, I got the boot which is not unique uh, it happens all the time and but i just didn't see it coming at all i thought mm -hmm. we were fine mm -hmm. i was oblivious to that you know i i thought that uh okay everything's good and, mm -hmm. and uh that's why the lyrics of um seeds of doubt you know are, are kind of kind of just tell the story trying to yeah. make sense of just where it all went wrong and how long the seeds of doubt were growing mm. because they were for me everything was good yeah. and but for, for the for the person I was in relationship with it couldn't have been a spur-of-the-moment thing it had to have been I'm guessing you know I don't know but uh, I'm assuming it uh, there were some seeds of doubt that's where that yeah. came in you know what I mean before yeah before the actual breakup and you know listen the breakups they happen all the time and sure i'm no different than anybody else but they affect me like they do everyone else mm -hmm. and i had feelings for the for the girl and so you know that song yeah. came that song came pretty much directly after that and uh hmm. 
You know, I was, tr- I was trying to see see my part in it too. You know, what's yeah. my part in it? And the lyrics uh, go on to say the chorus of that song says, uh, "Did I push too hard trying to sanctify mm-hmm. our love?" You know, so you try and see like, well, what, well, maybe it's me. What did I do wrong? You know, what did I do wrong? It's human yeah. nature. When you get dumped, you're like, what did I do wrong? I, I thought I thought we were good. You know, right? Um, so. Right. Wow, those those the lyrics of that song just come from from my real life experience, and huh. as, you know, as far as it does have kind of a rootsy, I, I guess country. I, you know, I don't think my singing voice is no, I don't either. Twangy like Nashville twang. No. Um, rootsy is the but, better yeah. word. you're right. Yeah, the music. The, the music word. is the music is country sounding. I yeah. guess a little bit or or, or folk, right? Whatever you want to call it, Americana. There's a lot of different ways to describe it i have no idea which one is accurate (laughs) well it's so beautiful and you know you talking about this breakup and everything that makes some sense because to me there's a couple of tracks on here that are sort of reflections of a dark night of the soul you know uh i listened to a song like a thousand shades and you're Mm -hmm. talking at the beginning about finding serenity and kind of you know turning your back on a dark life and a dark way of life to myself to put that dark life on the shelf Serenity that I may seek keeps me off that losing streak She walked in a thousand shades of a dream that I'd let go I stepped forward unafraid cause I wanted As I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, boy, is is Robert coming out the other end of, you know, some dark period or some demons or whatever? Mm-hmm, you talking mm-hmm. about this breakup kind of makes some sense, you know? That's right. That's right. And that song, particular song, uh, A Thousand Shades, the title track, you know, that's also a little bit of addiction issues, you know? I mean, I've been mm-hmm. sober for years and I'm in a 12-step recovery program it's not something I talk about mm-hmm. often, but it's relevant to this song yeah. uh, because, you know, I made a promise to myself to put that dark life on the shelf. Yeah. Well, when you're in recovery, one of the things, you, if you want to get better, <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you need to put the dark life on the shelf. You need to you need to make a decision to, to do that. Yeah. And then... Um, you know, and then later in the song, it says, um, serenity that I may seek keeps me off this losing streak. I pretend, mm-hmm. like that line in particular. And you never you never know how these, you know, when you write songs, and I've been writing songs for so many years now, you know, you, you just, you don't know when a good line is, 
mm-hmm. is going to come. You know, generally speaking, you, you have the music, in, at least speak for myself, I, generally I have music in my head, and I flush out the music, and I have a few starter lyrics, but you never really know. Oh, you could be driving, you could, you know, whatever your normal activities are. So that, God bless this smartphone, and uh, <laughs> being able to just, you know, just record a line. You know, because yeah, yeah. if you're driving, it's probably not the best idea to grab a <laughs> pen and start writing. You, you want to keep your eyes on the road. So I've used that a lot in, yeah. in the past few few years. You know, I was finally, I was one of the last ones to get rid of a flip phone because really, like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not very, te- technology and I are, uh-huh. we're getting better, but uh, <laughs> for a lo- I, I resisted it forever and ever. And yeah. I'm so glad now that, you know, when you have a song idea or even a melody, you can record yourself on the on the uh, on the smartphone, and then play it back and listen to it later. And you know, not all the songs come at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them linger and they they nag at you in in a good way because you're happy sure. that you're you're happy as a songwriter that you're hearing music in your head first mm-hmm. of all. But when I say they nag at you, you know, you could be waiting in line at the bank and mm-hmm. and. Uh, there it is. There's that melody again. It's like, yeah. ah, I got to finish this song, you know. <laughs> but it's a good kind of nag. It, yeah. It, it, it reminds you that, okay, this is a good time for you. You're, you're creative. And, and oftentimes creativity comes uh, in, in, in times of times of trouble, you know, in mm-hmm. heart, heartbreak, for example, on this record. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I, I try to use that heartbreak yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and turn it into reasonably good songs yeah you know it's one of the oldest cliches in songwriting but the idea of having to be sad to write good music or sad music or you know in love to write a good in, uh, love song or whatever mm-hmm. I would say you know as I you're talking about especially in terms of your sobriety um, mm-hmm. having to turn away from darkness and and if you're recuperating if you're coming back from all that and you're trying right. to remain sober, that's an active decision you're making every day of your life. Every, you know, many times throughout a day, I'm guessing, you're having to make the choice, yeah. I'm not going there. I'm not going toward yeah, you, the darkness. You couldn't be more right. It yeah. is a daily daily uh, decision, and uh, you got to take action, of course. And, yeah. and, uh, but, man, but, man, is it worth it? You know, it's... Sure. Uh, you know, I, I, it's not something I... I'm not on a soapbox about it, but I can just say for myself... If any of your listeners feel like, you know what, I, I, I might need some help here. I might, yeah. be, I might be abusing myself uh, and 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 hurting people that I care about, and mm-hmm. you know, which happens in addiction. And it's mm-hmm. usually the addict, uh, whether, whether you know whether it's alcohol or drugs, or the addict is generally the last one to, mm-hmm. to come to terms with that. In the addict's mind, oh, I'm fine. I'm, I'm yeah. not hurting you. I'm hurting myself. But actually, you're hurting people that you care about the most. Right. And you, uh, the songwriting, you don't have to necessarily dance with that devil to write great songs about the darkness that comes from succumbing to the devil. For instance, Too Much at Once, which is another kind of in that sort of dark night of the soul vibe. It cannot be denied I feel the spark of life In me Elevate me now 
My very favorite size song is Lift Me Up off of the oh, Wait on Another like Day. Yes, yeah. Yes. Because it's got that sort of, and I'm not a musician, so I don't know what, I don't even know how to describe these things, but it sounds kind of, it's so beautiful, but sort of dark. There's like a, you know, a, a minor chordness to it or whatever the wording is. And that song reminds me of that. You have a real right. knack, Robert, for writing beautiful music from that perspective. And yet you're somebody who's working so hard to not give in to that darkness, yet you yeah. describe it so well, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I spent decades and decades and decades partying. Yeah. Too much, <laughs> partying too much, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you're younger, you can you can roll with it, but gosh, I didn't, I didn't uh, clean up my act till I was almost 50. Oh, wow. And I was 49, actually. And, oh. um, yeah, so, you know, Oh, you have you. you have that you have that darkness in your past to, mm -hmm. to draw from. It's there. It's, yeah. You can draw from it. But your description was actually very good. You were, oh, you, were <laughs> you were you were you were downplaying your ability to describe it. And and dark minor chords. Yeah. Big chord, big hooky chorus. Yes. Uh, I'm a big fan of harmonies. You know, mm -hmm. I love the Everly Brothers so much and. Yeah. And uh, never be able to sing like them, but a lot of ideas, harmony ideas, come from you know, that sibling harmony. And uh, a song like "Lift Me Up" from the Size Record, that mm -hmm. you know, when that chorus comes in, that's a really strong two-part mm -hmm. harmony. It's a big chorus. There's not all that much on that song, really. If you mm -hmm. it's guitars and bass and drum, I think I'd have to go back and listen to it. I don't. It's not an orchestra. No, it, you know? no. Uh. -uh. But. But the other song you mentioned off off my current um, EP, A Thousand Shades, you mentioned uh, Too Much at Once. Re you're really liking that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I also, I like that one very much. Mm -hmm. And that has the, a chord progression. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I don't read music. I mm. can't write down. I mean, I can read chord charts, but I mean, mm -hmm. I can't, you know, sit down and, and sight read a, a notes and everything like that. I just, just never learned how to, I never bothered to learn how to do it. But that song has some kind of, not trick guitar chords, I'm sure I'm sure there's a lot of other guitar players mm -hmm. that know them too, but it's an E minor, instead of a first position E minor chord, it's played higher up on the fret with a open low E string, mm. an open high E string, and an open high B string. So the thing that you're probably hearing on a song like that, and that's what I hear on it too, is a melancholy drone. There's yes. a drone that goes through that. And that drone is designed to uh, create an atmosphere, first of all. It's 
designed to kind of hook in the listener to go back and want to hear it again. What mm-hmm. is that? Yeah. And then, of course, I had a fantastic producer, Darren Murphy, who also produced my, my first solo record, um, mm. Patient Man. He's such a great producer. And I had my, my right-hand man, David Perales, who I've been working with for years. And I worked with David, with Patricia Vaughn, for many, many years. And, I, and David and I still work together. Then I got uh, a a wonderful cello player here in Austin, Brian Standifer. Mm. And I knew him from Alejandro Escovedo's band. Nice. And, I mean, I wasn't even there when he cut the cello. Really? Uh, he went, No, I wasn't there. And he laid down, I don't know, five or six cello tracks at Darren's studio. And, and Darren, you know, did what producers do and took his favorite bits and comped together a cello track. But there's parts of that song where there's more than one cello playing, there's a there's a breakdown in the song where it's just vocal and two cellos. Mm. I mean, I would never would have thought of that. That, that yeah. came from the producer. I just let him. I just let him run with it. You know, right. and that's what producers, good producers do, right? I mean, you yeah. you you trust them that they're going to come up with good ideas, and he came up with so many good ideas for this EP. I mean, that's it's great. incredible. He it also works. plays on it all over the place. He's oh uh, really. Darren plays drums on all six tracks. Okay. He uh, plays um, guitar on uh, the song Drawn to You. Mm-hmm. That's Darren playing the 12 string Rickenbacker. Really? Also, ba- also bass and drum. But the point is, uh, I was surrounded by wonderful musicians. Right. And you can, if you bring in a good song and you can sing well and you know you have a pretty good idea what you want. And then you're on the same page with the producer. You're gonna, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna have mm-hmm. a good, pro- you're gonna have a good uh, product in the end. And and that's what happened. You know, yeah. Brian Standifer on cello, David Perales violin, John Leon from New York on uh, pedal steel, um, Whit Williams from a band that you'd really like called Cotton Mather, mm. fantastic power pop band here in Austin. Cool. Uh, I don't have the record in front of me. I probably, sh- I probably. That's should. okay. I don't want to. I don't want to forget anybody. But, right. Um, right. Brad House. Brad Hauser plays bass on a couple of songs. Brad is. Uh, it was and still is with Edie Brickell and the New Bohemians. Oh. He was with them all all along. There's nice. probably a couple other cats on the, on there okay. that I might I might not be thinking of right now, but uh, oh. but That's I wasn't there for for a lot of those sessions. You know, yeah. You know, I did what I do, which is kind of a backwards approach to recording. We we didn't, you know, my producer's home studio is not so big. It's great gear, and that's another reason why the record sounds good. It's great mics and great outboard gear, but it's not necessarily big enough to cut drums. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, most records you cut drums first and bass and drums, right? And then you yeah. build on the track. Well, what we did was uh, I recorded two acoustic guitars, two different acoustic guitars. I had a uh, vintage Martin that, that Darren ha- owns, and was that an old Gibson? We had a I have a I'm using Guild guitars these days, mm. acoustic guitars, because they're re- making some nice stuff. They're out of California, different acoustics, and just to get a different sound on every track, but. The, the important thing is doubling them mm. gives it a really nice warm base uh, to start with a, a good a good starting point mm. and then I would add my vocals and then um, 
you know, I played the Rickenbacker, my, my trusty 66 Rickenbacker 330 nice. that I've been using for, gosh, 35 years. And, mm-hmm. You know, all, all during the size days and the Patricia Vaughn days, that, that was the main acts. And I did, of course, did use it on this record, but I also uh, experimented a little bit because I wanted to use a, oh, a tremolo bar. Well, there's a couple of songs you'll hear that on. Yeah. One of them is um, the title track. Made a promise to myself to put that dark life on the shelf. Yeah, and then you hear the... That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And that was a... That's an older Fetter Stratocaster, which I normally never play because I'm not a not a big fan of that third pickup. Um, that's just me. And uh, But I did play it on, on that song because specific, specifically because it had a tremolo bar. And I also mm. used it on... The final track, which is called uh, The Dream Is Gone. Stratocaster, I'm trying to think what other guitars, the Rickenbacker, of course. I played, um, the producer has a 12-string Rickenbacker, which is just a lovely chime. And that's all over Drawn to You. Drawn to You sounds like you paying your most honorable respects to the birds, you know? There you go. Yeah. There you go. That's exactly right. Well, I, 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 I hate to spoil the illusion. That's not that's that's the producer playing that part. Is it okay? Yeah, that's the producer <laughs> yeah, you playing wrote the, the song. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, I, did I didn't know if you song. went into it thinking, <laughs> you know, let's do something birdsian on this one, or you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Darren Murphy is a fine guitar player, and I, I'm sure I cut a track or two, and he might have went back. I, you know, I think he was just like, uh, look, I want, do you mind if I take a run at it? I'm like, uh, absolutely not. I mean, we're we're also good friends. I was like, of course, go for it. Yeah. Do it. You know, if it's going to, whatever's going to make the track stand out, you know, yeah. and, and, uh, and, and that track really does stand out. That's the first single um, that's been, oh, really? that's, that's been released. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
doing all those I noticed harmonies. that's all you I doubled, huh? okay. that's all me and then we doubled them so there's eight voices and uh, but that's not on the single that's mm. going out to radio it's okay. interesting and, and that was it that was just you know the choice of the of uh, my publicist like I want to short the song a little bit I, I'm like you know I've got to the point now where I'm, I'm I try to be open-minded and, and realize that sometimes I'm too close to a song to make decisions like that and so the single that's out at radio right now goes straight into the song doesn't have that mm. um vocal swell but in a way it's kind of cool that yeah you can it that it's on the that it's on the the uh, the cd yeah. and not on the single just to yeah. little differentiate a little bit i love it um so what <laughs> are you doing these days are you still playing with patricia what's your what's your primary you know what's your well we we parted ways musically in November of 2017 after, oh. gosh, a 20-year run mm -hmm. and so many tours, and we really accomplished a, a hell of a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we toured Europe 30 times, imagine. Wow. But, you know, we, we, we've been able to remain friends, which is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And just, gosh, just last week or a week and a half ago, I got a call and I haven't played with her now, and gosh, I don't know, it's, it's going on two years. Hmm. And uh, I got a year and a half, maybe, something like this, 19 months. And I got a call when I play a Viva Big Bend, which is a really important hmm. festival here in Texas, in Marfa, in Marfa, Texas. Okay. And I was so surprised to get the call, and, and delighted, delighted, because we're, we're a very good team. Yeah. We have, we have a chemistry, her and I, uh, on stage, that is, it's, it's pretty special. It's right. pretty, you can't manuf you can't manufacture it. We have such a long personal history. We were married right. for a long time, and we've been known each other for going, nearly nearly thirty years. So wow. there's such a such a history there. Mm -hmm. When you take it on the bandstand, it is pretty undeniable. Right. Uh, it's, uh, there's something really genuine. Sparks are flying. Uh, and it's pretty cool. So I, I'm going to be playing with her on July 27th um, at the St. George Hotel as part of the Viva Big Band Festival. Okay. I will be back on guitar for that one show. I'm uh -huh. see what the future holds. I have no idea, but I'm <laughs> okay. just treating it as I'm treating it as a as a, a, a one-off gig. And um, the only condition I had is that we rehearse. <laughs> mm. And uh, we are going to rehearse, and we're going to play Good. our A games. That's for sure. Cool. Okay. Yeah. And other so, than that, yeah. Other than that, is it? Well, I was going to say, other than that, is it? You know, promoting the new. Are you still driving a limo? I think before when we talked. I'm still. I'm still working part time for a car service. I'm still doing that. 
Okay. And uh, it's, I'll tell you, as far as musicians, musician day jobs go, I'm pretty lucky. Totally. Because That's I know, why I, asked. I, I yeah. know this, I know the city well. I've been here for 20 years now, uh, almost 20 years. And I know the town well. And I'm sure you're aware that Austin has, you know, exploded. Sure. In the past Absolutely. bunch of years, the population's, I think, doubled. And it's uh, it's just one of the fastest growing yeah. cities in, in the country. And uh, so there's a lot of changes that are going on. And uh, one of the uh, not-so-nice ones is the traffic. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. a big problem now in town. Yeah, I can imagine. And so, but, you know, when I'm on my driving job, I'm dressed to the nines, mm-hmm. wearing a suit. Mm-hmm. I don't have to wear a chauffeur cap, which is really nice. I've always wondered. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 okay. no, no. I got a cool boss, and, but, you know, I'm dressed sharp, which I like yeah. to dress up anyway. Sure. And, uh, you know, I put on classical music and nice. just, just pay attention to the road. It's, yeah. It's, 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 it's pretty good. I don't, I, I never dread it. It's not like, we've all had a all of us have had day jobs where you, you know, the alarm goes off and you're like, no way yes. I can't do it. <laughs> so I never true. feel like that. I never feel yeah. like that when the alarm goes off. I'm like, yeah, I get to drive a Mercedes today. Yeah. I'm probably nice. never going to, I'll probably never own one, but I'll get to uh, drive one that day right. and get paid, paid for it. Right. So, um, well, but cool. I am, I'm heading back out on, uh, you know, my CD releases here at the Townsend really good venue great listening room here right in the heart of the city in austin right on congress avenue mm-hmm. uh just a few blocks from the state capitol building and um i have a few more shows coming up some smaller shows and then i'm going back to europe with with my acoustic mm-hmm. trio tour in um september i'm doing nice. i think 15 shows uh, most of them in germany but i'll also be in austria so i'm keeping that Great part of my career going too, because I've made so many friends over there over the years. Touring, uh, thanks to Patricia, you know, thanks mm-hmm. to Patricia Vaughn for taking me on all those tours. I've made a lot of contacts, and uh, so Good. yeah, I'm excited. To, I'm excited, excited to get back to Europe with a new record. Well, that's great. I am um, someone like you who's as good at doing what you do, and with an album as strong as this. I just, I just long for you, someone like you to receive the success you deserve. You know, I listen to something like this and I just think I want the world. If it's one of those things where I wish I could buy a copy for every person I know and just give them and say, look, this is something very special I want you to have and listen to it. and You'll see what I'm talking about. You know, it's one of those kinds of albums and those don't come along very often. And so I I, um, appreciate that. Absolutely. And so uh, if the world is a just and fair place at all, this this EP will get the attention it deserves. So anyway, I want to play my part in that. Thanks for letting me do that. I can't thank you enough for, uh, you know, for taking notice of it. And it's a good feeling to know that, you know, the music's being appreciated. I've been doing this for so long. Um, uh-huh. I started professionally playing when I was 15. Mm. And that was a while ago. So I was you know, 40, 40 years ago. Yeah. And uh, my 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 level of my my expectations are zero. Uh-huh. I don't have any expect. <laughs> I have no expectations. But I do have high hopes. Yeah. And uh, I have a positive outlook on it. You know, 
business has changed a lot and everything. And, you know, I'm just trying to, just trying to get out there and, and, and do what I enjoy. Because as much as I love recording and, and, and releasing new music, my first love is live performance. Mm-hmm. You know, performance art mm-hmm. is still something that the artists can control, actually. Yeah. can really control your show. Yeah. And uh, it's up to you. It's all you. You go out there for an hour, an hour and a half, or however long you're contracted to play, and uh, it's it's up to you to, to connect with the audience and and to, and to do the best show you possibly can. Yeah. And that is really gratifying. Yeah. That's why I like going over to Europe so much because they they really they listen, they really listen, mm. you know, and they're excited. Nice. They're excited mm-hmm. to have somebody there. And Austin has a I mean, Austin has a very good reputation yeah. uh, abroad, abroad, in, in in this country too. And it's it, mm-hmm. Austin's a good town. I, if I can just go and travel around and mm-hmm. different German cities and towns and play every night, my own songs, and yeah. at the end of the night, shake some hands and <laughs> das ist sehr gut, mein Freund. <laughs> That's what it's all about. There you have it, Robert LaRoche. A Thousand Shades, new EP, it is gorgeous. I really, really hope you guys will all check it out. This is the one song that didn't come up in the conversation. This is called Jet Blue. And it's, I think, very clearly the most size-sounding song on the EP. Um, So there's a little bit of everything in here, especially if you're into kind of the rootsier, more organic rock and roll, power pop. Uh, kind of that downbeat, minor chord beautifulness. It is just great work. In fact, some of you may remember, around the time that Robert's episode came out, I did an episode with Steve uh, Eddie Rice of Eddie and the Tide, and he had sent me some new music of his. And it included a song, and I told a story about this, that um, I'm blanking on the name of the song now, but I had played it for my kids, and we all kind of had this special moment. It became sort of our song, and I heard from a lot of you they were sort of touched by that story and really enjoyed learning about Steve Eddie Rice's music through that episode. Well, that same stamp of approval that went to Steve Eddie Rice's song, I'm applying to Robert LaRoche, if that means anything to longtime listeners, okay? Uh, thanks to Yan. Thanks to all of you for listening. We will talk to you next week.